Good morning, folks. Welcome back and happy Friday. It's time to take a look back at a week that uh, we say this a lot, it seems, but uh, this one um, has almost broken the mold even for uh, insanity and uh, and evil that we've kind of gotten used to. So in any case, uh, this is Mark Call here in the sunny southern Colorado. Not as sunny as it should be, but at least we got some sun out there. And uh, got David Justice online again with us. Um, sadly, for those that, uh, that aren't aware, uh, Randy is no longer with us. But um, we continue to keep uh, his uh, his widow in our prayers, uh, Heather. And um, I encourage folks to um, to just uh, bear in mind there are going to be uh, there are going to be a lot of people that are going to be in that situation, and we're going to have to uh, um, come to terms with the things that are that are at hand and that are coming, and uh, take care of those that are in need. Uh, with that, I'll say a good morning, David. How are you doing? Good morning, and uh, this has been quite a week. I've got to catch my breath as as I too am astounded at the pace uh, of things that we're watching uh, decline into um, a very desperate time. Um, I'm looking forward to the conversation this morning because it, it's very close to home for me. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, let's go ahead and get started and, and let's report some things that have happened this week. Okay. And, and I, uh, I struggled with where to start this morning. I guess let's at least kind of take a look at things a bit chronologically. It helps to kind of lead up to some of the stuff that is, um, most disturbing as we've, uh, laid the groundwork for it. But earlier on in the week, we had, uh, I guess you could say some fairly good news. There was a big expose that aired, had a huge ratings, and um, uh, the next night was um, was huge as well, but uh, it was a disappointment. Anyway, Tucker Carlson, as a lot of folks know, finally got the two-year-plus delayed videos from the January 6th false flag fraud. And that's probably an understatement. And uh, he, uh, he played a lot of them on Monday evening, and essentially... It, um, it it showed that there were so many lies on so many levels. The so-called uh, QAnon shaman that uh, has been sentenced to multiple years in prison for essentially taking a guided tour of the Capitol is uh, probably at the top of that list. He uh, There literally had video of uh, this fellow being guided by Capitol Police through the Capitol building, almost like they were saying, here, hey, let's take a look over here, let's take a look over here. Uh, that did not come out during the so-called trial, the show trial, the uh, uh, I want to execute you, but we can't even justify that yet, but we'll get around to it. And uh, that was followed up with several other um, major announcements. For example, um, the, uh, the the so the only supposed police officer that was killed was the uh, Brian Sicknick, and there's video of him walking around the Capitol building after he was supposedly killed. On the other hand, uh, what they don't talk about are the fact that there were a number of actual um, patriots that were killed, and um, that doesn't get much coverage. So over and over again, what Tucker showed is they lied to us all, and that's actually a quote from from his coverage. Um, after that, I think what was really perhaps even more um, disgusting was the Chucky Schumer, the walking-talking Chucky doll. I hate every part of the Bill of Rights, but some parts more than others, especially the second, but now he's come down against the first. He literally threatened Fox News, came out and said, don't even begin to think about allowing them to air any more of this. And um, Mitch, the uh, Rhino McConnell, uh, got on board as well, and uh, they basically said, we want to shut this down. There's there's too much damage here being done by people figuring out that we've been lying through our damnable teeth. Anyway, that's uh, that was starters. Uh, go ahead and, and weigh in where you'd like on any of that. Well, the January 6th so-called insurrection was not an insurrection at all. It was a peaceful demonstration. It began the day with Trump speaking to what appeared to be 
a million, and yes, I was in that crowd. And yes, I had the privilege of walking next to that shaman, Jacob, who was a four-year naval veteran. And, you know, I witnessed, what I witnessed was not anything like what was reported um, before I'd gotten a state or two away, uh, found a newspaper that had reported an insurrection. And so I'm very happy that the uh, those videos have been released. I've been waiting for a time when I could feel comfortable talking about this. Um, the... The, the narrative that they created as a result of, of the uh, peaceful demonstration of, of, the, of the people marching toward and surrounding the, uh, the Capitol building is just that. It was a narrative, and it was propaganda. And as they are so adept at doing uh, to frame the, the narrative around facts that are, is merely a story about those facts, it's what the enemy does, and the enemy's been doing this since the Garden of Eden and yeah. the Tree of the Knowledge of Good and Evil. It's always about a narrative uh, uh, veiled over the truth so that someone has control over our lives. And to the degree that we buy into that is the degree that they have control over our lives. And right now, we're watching the breakdown of the narrative, and they're desperate. And Chuck Schumer's accusations toward Tucker Carlson were completely undignified and completely false, and I want to challenge Chuck Schumer to defend his accusation against Tucker Carlson. You know what, Chucky? Let's hear what you got to say. Don't just accuse him of lying. Tell us precisely what he said that constitutes a lie. And Lindsey Graham and, and, and everyone else, obviously, it, the, what we're experiencing right now is that it doesn't matter whether you're a Republican or a Democrat. What matters is, is whether you're buying into a narrative or a lie, a delusion that you, you are relying on for your position and your power and your finances. And so, yes, what what we witnessed Tucker Carlson do this week was display the truth of what actually happened on January 6th just by showing the videos that were being covered up by the January 6th committee for the past two years. So, and, you know, we've been calling for those videos to be released, but, you know, of course they couldn't release them because this very thing that's happening, the falling off, the wheels are falling off of their narrative. The real question becomes, and I'm about to relinquish back to you, Mark. The real question is, what are they covering up, A, by not releasing those videos? What are they, what's the real story behind the why they were withholding those videos from the American people? What's behind that, Mark? Well, we know, David. I mean, honestly, we do know what's behind that. What they were trying to do here was to come up with an excuse to steal the election and get away with it and then divert the attention from the people to uh, exactly what the level of criminality that they had just gotten away with was. So there's that. Um, there was an attempt essentially to uh, 
that then frame everybody that was there. I don't blame you, by the way. This is the first uh, time that I've ever heard you mention it, and I'm I'm uh, a little surprised, but um, I'm glad to hear you were there and that you can uh, you can testify to some things firsthand. But um, certainly, um, I understand why anybody who knows what's going on would be reluctant in a police state to come right out and say, "Yeah, I saw things, and I know they're lying, and they're they're lying through their damnable teeth." Um, one of the other elements of this, and and this is why the the QAnon shaman thing is uh, is interesting. Um, a number of the uh, defense attorneys for the people that are being railroaded into prison have come out and said, "Hey, look, you know this would be what would be called exculpatory evidence. Uh, my client not doing anything." The fact that the cops let them in, the fact that there were stun grenades, flashbang grenades fired into the crowd. There is literally video of people being executed by Capitol Hill police, uh, at least indirectly by orders that were given to stampede the crowd. Uh, one of the women that died was literally crushed in the um, in the. Uh, Melee, I guess you'd say, after they fired flashbangs in and, and stampeded people on top of each other. And then um, the, the whole thing, it, it's beyond shameful. It is, in fact, an act of treason, of war against the American people. And um, now it's coming out, and uh, they are squealing like stuck pigs. You're right about that. But the fact that the exculpatory evidence is a big part of this, all of these things should tell the American people, wow, you have been had, and you've been had big time, in more ways than most Americans can even begin to conceive of. Go ahead, David. Well, okay. Here's, you know, there's so much to lose. They have so much to lose, which is why they're doubling and quadrupling down on their narrative, because they genuinely have it all to lose, because they're the ones guilty of insurrection. They're the ones guilty of treason. They've been at it for decades. This hasn't started, oh, just since Trump came along. Trump is the first one to come along to shine a spotlight so large on it that it, it now is unraveling. And thank God that Donald Trump came along and set a conversation in motion that has become a virus inside their delusion. The, the truth is what they're afraid of. The truth is, is the only, is the most powerful weapon that can be brought against their lie because once that virus becomes takes hold inside that narrative it will not stop until every nook and cranny everything that has been hidden will be revealed nothing that is concealed will not be made known what they're hiding is so grotesque and so evil and so malevolent that that explains uh, Schumer's desperation when he called Tucker Carlson a liar. Go ahead, Mark. Okay. Well, let's talk about some of the other things then that are, that are front and center this week. Um, I, uh, I'll skip ahead because one of the things that I think is clear, they have been willing to kill people. They are willing to subvert the justice system. They're willing to lie through their teeth. They're willing to hide evidence to uh, literally turn things upside down and, um, and kill people. And they're also willing to start World War III. We've seen that. There were a number of stories that came out over the weekend um, about um, air raids and what looked like a hack last week. And now we have another one, and uh, it's been confirmed by um, the Daily Mail has uh, has confirmed it. Some of the the way the waste stream papers that are uh, uh, considered papers of record, if you will, um, Russia Today 
Air raid alert broadcast in Moscow by hackers, officials say. Uh, Russians were told to take anti-radiation pills and rush to nuclear bomb shelters. TV station servers are hacked. Uh, this is the third such hacking in the past month, hijacking Russian broadcasts. Gee, let's look at this objectively and say, does it look like somebody here? Maybe it's the same people that destroyed the Nord Stream pipelines to try to kick off World War III are now trying to get the Russians to be panicked about a nuclear attack so that when the real one comes... They might not be ready, or they'll just uh, do the boy who cried wolf thing. There are so many things that are pointing in the same direction for those with eyes to see, David, that I think that's key for us to understand. The uh, the thing that terrifies them most is losing control of the narrative. Okay, that's that is the crux of it, and and so whatever they can do to create confusion to create chaos, to create turmoil, whether that be done electronically, whether it be done by the the facade of righteousness, which they're so adept at, at projecting. You know, whatever they can do to sustain the status quo delusion, which is what, you know what, I think this is what their job is, okay? So let's give them credit where credit is due. These guys are geniuses. And having created illusion that is so powerful that we would believe a lie. That I can't help but know that these guys are like, okay, this is going to sound really weird, right? But how do you get around the scripture on this one? God sends a powerful delusion so that we'll believe a lie. But these, these agents of Satan the, are, are, are essentially agents of God. Now, there's a contradiction. How do you reconcile that one? The, the, when we buy into a lie, God becomes our adversary, okay? So... To the degree that we buy into a lie, we're on the wrong side of truth, and God becomes our enemy. All right? So what we've got here is a, is a very demonic, spiritual battle where we have evil turning us away from truth, which is causing us to turn away from God. So, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I realize I, I kind of got off the rails there relative to the, to the Russia uh, thing that occurred on the Internet. But yeah, you know what, these guys, what they need, these gals, these guys, whatever these demonic forces are, they need World War III. That's the scary scenario. These guys will stop at nothing to maintain control. There is nothing that is beneath them, 9-11. Oh, yeah, that was an inside job. That wasn't beneath them. Bioweapons? And so, so we, 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 as long as we recognize that it, these guys have one agenda... And that's to maintain control of their narrative. And once we get around and embrace that, we can be liberated from the fact that we're not crazy. <laughs> they want to gaslight into, into making us think like they did with Tucker. They want the world to think that Tucker's gone off the rails. This gaslighting is what they've done for centuries. It's their primary MO to keep maintain and keep control over us by creating this fear, this doubt, and this disbelief in our reality that we're not really worthy of the truth, Mark. There's and, and you're right, and there are so many elements of that. Let's throw out a couple more uh, logs on the fire. This one is one that I haven't talked about a lot on the news, but I've certainly seen lots of speculation about it. Essentially, by the way, uh, Mitch McConnell, uh, there's a scumbag for you, fell, we're told, and now he's in the hospital. Oh, poor Mitch. Uh, maybe uh, maybe karma got to him, or uh, maybe you reap what you sow, or maybe there's something else going on here. Uh, Gruesome Newsom, the dictator of California, tested positive for COVID ahead of a major announcement 
announcement on Thursday. He's going to be off the rails or out of uh, circulation for a few days. Essentially, I have seen some articles of people saying, hey, isn't it funny? Uh, has anybody seen the Biden Fuhrer or even his body double? Um, there are indications that a number of high-profile, I won't use the term leaders, but uh, political um, hacks have been... Um, spirited away to the deep underground military bunkers of late, almost like they know what's coming because they've been pushing for it. They finally seem to think maybe they're going to have some traction. Uh, I don't know if that's true or not, but when you combine that with the Russian air raids and and the uh, the false flags and the drills and the fact that, uh, you know what, uh, when Chucky Schumer panics like this and threatens Fox News outright, then you figure, hmm, um, either Tucker backs down, by the way, we didn't get to that part, but he did. The Tuesday, um, the Tuesday episode of the, um, the hidden video was another, uh, was another bust. Uh, basically, it looks like he got the mess. Well, I think what was, was, was told to him was, uh, you're not going to air that. And, uh, there were stories online saying he had to change the program and, uh, soft pedal a whole lot of stuff. So, um, for now, at least, the uh, the next installments of the videos aren't coming out. But what is coming out are indications that um, just maybe the um, the movers and the shakers are starting to uh, to think they may have have achieved their nuclear battle plans and uh, they're they're headed out. Who knows? Go ahead, David. The the narrative, um, the momentum of the narrative was severely disrupted this week, so we can count on. The those that are behind the narrative, those those that are behind the propaganda, we I, it, it's not it shouldn't be a surprise to us. And if if it is a surprise to us, well, good, wake up and and accept that the delusion is is really what has kept this world a long time. So the good news. That they're doubling and tripling down, and the more they double and triple down, the more we wake up. And the more that we wake up, the more they double down. And so here's, here's where the battle lies, okay? The battle lies in who, who can get to the goal line first. And they're running to that goal line. I've said this before on this show. What they need is time. Okay? They knew they were going to get busted. They've known it. They know, they've known they were lying, and they knew it was just a matter of time. They, they know their time is short. And so they were attempting to get as much accomplished as they could while they had time. And the time is, is, is um, relative to the number of, of well, I hate the word niece, but, you know, that, that word seems to be, you know, the, the word that's been adopted to describe people that are not aware. I can't use the word woke because, boy, the negative connotations to that. And awakened, well, my God, that's a process. And I'm not even fully awake yet because if i was i'd be walking on water like peter did right <laughs> so the they what they need is time to 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 advance their agenda and as as long as they can they actually are so deluded they think they can pull this off and and they can't because the truth is in their way and we read the last chapter and we end up winning this thing but you know, it, it's axiomatic that truth always prevails, Mark. Well, and all of that is true, David, but the thing I always tend to remind folks is uh, you read through the letters to the uh, the, the various um, ecclesia. I don't like the Greek word. I prefer a kahal or assembly. Um, but anyway, the, the so-called churches... And um, you find out that uh, it's the overcomers, those who overcome, those who stand, having done all to stand, those who persevere and and make it and uh, get to the uh, 
you know, the, the end of that period of tribulation that are essentially rewarded with all kinds of things. Now, that doesn't mean that we should be afraid of dying because uh, there are going to be a number already who have who have died or departed, and I know that we'll see them again. But at least for the rest of us, uh, we are to do what we can to be ready, to be prepared, to uh, warn people, to speak the truth boldly as we ought to, and understand that, yes, the truth is going to prevail, yes, it's going to come out, but it's our job to try to make sure that we are able to overcome and uh, having done all stand until we get there. So there are some difficult times here. Let's not kid ourselves on that. It's going to be very ugly, and uh, what is necessary is to be prepared. No, Scotty's not going to beam everybody up beforehand, and I think even those that were uh, drinking the pre-trib Kool-Aid have probably at least already begun to figure that out. Hey, if it was uh, pre-trib, we should have been out of here by now. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, so we're going to go down the scripture path. I love this part. All right, Romans twelve two. Be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. Okay, the word transformation literally means metamorphosis, and that's what a butterfly goes through when he transforms from a caterpillar. Okay, and and while he's coming out, he or she or whatever it is is coming out of the cocoon, which is really a chrysalis. It meets. Huge opposition and the struggle of coming out of that chrysalis. I'm going to use that as a metaphor to, to explain what we're going through right now on this planet. Okay. Romans 8:28 talks about a time the whole world groans for the sons of God to be revealed. I'm going to offer the possibility that the resistance, the the darkness that we're experiencing is the chrysalis that we're working through so that we can be transformed into the beings that we were called to be. The transformation of our bodies and the and the coming into life and immortality, which is uh, again the gospel of Christ. And this so so all of this apparent negative if we would look at it as the as the chrysalis that actually causes us to get on our knees and pray and to cry out to our Father for truth and for direction so that each one of us knows who we are and how we come into the fullness of our being. And that process in itself gives us the purpose and the direction that we need to know. Our commander-in-chief is the Yeshua HaMashiach. He is the, the way, the truth, and the light. He is the, the supreme ruler of the universe, the, the one that we are working to come into the fullness with. This darkness is our opposition to bring us into the fullness of who we are. There's a perspective. Mark, try that one on. What do you think? Okay. Well, you're right. And, and again, there's so much going on. Let's, let's talk about some of the other things in the... Um uh, as we as we flesh out all the news stories here today to kind of make make it clear what we need to understand and and um, you know you're right how deep the rabbit hole goes the lie I think it is well I, I like to put it this way David let me back up a second uh, Yeshua also tells parable after parable about know the times and the seasons right we've got the tree and you can tell when it's getting ready to fruit uh, how is it he says you can you can look at the weather you know it's whether it's going to be sunny or rainy tomorrow morning but you don't understand the times and the seasons the men of Issachar did they knew the times and the seasons and of course we hear all the um, the metaphors the parables about uh, breaking into the house and if the people in the house had known what time the thief would show up they'd have been better prepared and so on his people are supposed to be paying attention. We are supposed to know the times and the seasons, understand what's going on, and be ready. 
Well, that takes us to the break, folks. We've got a lot to talk about. We'll pick it up right there after the bottom of the hour. Stay with us. Everybody knows that the days are loaded. Everybody rolls with their fingers crossed. Everybody knows the war is over. Everybody knows the good guys lost. Everybody knows the fight was fixed. The poor stay poor. The rich get rich. That's how it goes. Everybody knows Everybody knows that the boat is leaking Everybody knows the captain lied This is the Drive Time Friday Show. All right, in about a week where so many things seem to have come off the rails. And as David likes to point out, the narrative is breaking down on so many fronts that it's really clear that those in uh, positions of command and power, I won't say authority because authority comes from a source that they despise. That would be the creator of the universe and his word. But in any case, they are, uh, they're panicked. That part is clear. And so, uh, the question arises, well, what do we, what do we need to do about it? Well, one of the reasons we do this show, and I was, I was heading here when we let, to the break, is this idea that we're supposed to know the times and the seasons, and we're supposed to be aware of what's going on, so we can take precautions. The, the prudent man sees danger coming, and so forth. All of those are indications of why we need to be paying attention. But um, there are some other things this week in particular that um, I think are just downright um, shocking, disgusting, beyond the pale. Um, I've been leading up to this one, and uh, David is aware of it. I pointed it out to him uh, essentially this morning, so he was able to uh, to make sure he had seen this video. Uh, those that heard the Come Out of Her My People show know that I uh, I talked to uh, to good friend uh, Harmon Taylor about this, uh, who is a, um, a former attorney, turned in his bar ticket uh, years ago, and has been fighting exactly this kind of thing. But there was a traffic stop in Utah. And the traffic stop looks to me like a setup. Now, why do I say that? Well, because the Southern Poverty Law Center that seems to run the FBI is one of the most evil entities on planet Earth. Uh, they are they are the organization that hates the God of the Bible. They hate the Constitution. They hate especially the Bill of Rights. And they have been pushing the uh, FBI and the various big brother agencies to say, hey, anybody that's read the Constitution, anybody that actually believes that they have a right to do certain things that comes from God and the point of the Bill of Rights is to protect, to put in their shall nots, like uh, shall not be infringed, or that no warrant shall issue, or that the right of the people to uh, peacefully assemble and petition the government, well, forget Forget that. January 6th made that clear. These things are important. So what the Southern Poverty Law Center has been doing is demonizing anybody who's read the Constitution, Christian, Bible believer, libertarian. They call them, they lump them all into a category and call them sovereign citizens. And what they did over this last week, the uh, the video was what put this in the news because I didn't even hear about the execution. There was a 25-year-old law student in Utah. 
a young man driving his car, not hurting anybody, but he had a set of plates on his car that identified him as one of those. So guess what? He was singled out, and he was pulled over, and within three minutes he was dead. And I will call it a public ex- execution. Um, we, we can't play the video, unfortunately, here, and you can't hear both sides of the, the so-called conversation, but I would encourage people, watch it. I saw it in the Daily Mail, and also it was the spin that really, really irritated me on this, David. But I know this hits home to you, too, so let's uh, let's let you take this where you'd like. Go ahead. Yeah, as I said earlier when we started the show, this hits real close to home, as just just as did uh, January 6th. I was the guy that got shot in that car this morning, okay? Or not, I mean, the article that I read this morning. I'm that guy. Figuratively. I was the guy that was driving, I was driving around for for decades with with a Kingdom of Heaven license plate on my car. Kingdom of Heaven driver's license in my pocket and a passport that said Kingdom of Heaven. The basis of my argument was not that I didn't believe I was subject to federal law. The basis of my argument was is that the government had had already run off the rails decades ago and was going down a road that was completely anti-truth and anti-Christ. And so because the principles of the Declaration of Independence provide that when government ceases to function to the end is established to secure. And when a long train of abuses and usurpations invariably pursue uh, a direction that is uh, toward absolute despotism, a design toward absolute despotism, the people have a duty to throw off that government. So the position I took was that because, and I even put together a notice uh, and, and filed it with my government, or the government of Colorado, that I had, uh, I declared independence and that I was now operating in my capacity as an ambassador for the kingdom of heaven, which is consistent with the principles upon which this nation is founded. You know, Benjamin Franklin said rebellion to tyranny is obedience to God. So here's a real twisted notion. So when we comply with a government that's in rebellion to God, we're actually in rebellion to God. We're in rebellion to truth to, to the degree that we comply with that government. All right? Which actually is consistent, is consistent with the principles of the Declaration of Independence that put a duty upon us to stand up against government oppression and tyranny and lies. All right? And so this guy that got shot this morning, or excuse me, it was in the story March that 1st. I read this morning, this guy, this guy, this law student from Utah, he, they, they want to accuse him of being a sovereign citizen who doesn't believe in the law, when in fact no one believes in the law more than this guy. What they are upset about was that he's out there exercising his freedom. He's out there exercising what is really our inheritance. And the only way that we can really enjoy our inheritance of freedom is to get out and enjoy it. And every once in a while, we run it up against police officers who have been miseducated, mistrained into believing that we're dangerous when, in fact, we're the best friends of liberty because we're out there demonstrating freedom. We're out there living freedom. We're... You know, we're the guys that got tired of going to meetings, and we decided to start doing something. And, it, you know, 
before the last few years of this of this train wreck coming to light, we didn't know what to do back in the day. So it, it just seemed like the logical thing to do to go ahead and issue our own driver's licenses and passports and, you know, and, and just get on the highways and preach the good news of the kingdom like that or preach the good news of constitutional law, preach the good news of the Declaration of Independence, preach the good news of freedom. Well, this guy paid the ultimate price here, and it's kind of scary, but you know what? So what? Because freedom is dangerous, and that's what scares these guys that are in control right now is they're afraid of freedom. Let's okay. They want to be. They want. They. Sorry, Mark. They're wanting to promote security, but they get to be in charge of it, and their kind of security is to kill anybody, or or blacklist anybody, or. Or, or cancel anybody, anybody that that wants to promote the ideas and the fundamental principles of constitutional law and order in America, which is ultimately what made America great. You know, Donald Trump wants to talk about making America great again. We've got to get back to the roots of what makes America great or what made America great. And those roots go right into the gospel of Christ. And so, boy, I just went off on a rail. Just okay. Well, so let me let me. Re- Mark, I, I know. There. Sorry, I ranted so far. No, that's okay. I appreciate your passion. That was part of the reason I wanted to bring this up because essentially that's what we're talking about here. And essentially, what I'm going to suggest is a couple of things. Uh, one, and this is what really resonates with me, and I know it does with you. They made an example out of this young boy, this young man. And essentially, it turns out that uh, uh, not only that, but they were aware of him, his mother, his family has been involved in this movement. And by the way, they don't use the term. I did not see them use the term sovereign citizen. They use the term state national. As you know, that's another term that has a lot better legal basis. And uh, there are arguments, of course, that people will advance for how it is that we got to this place of anti-constitutionalism, why it is that shall not be infringed means we'll infringe the hell out of it whenever we like, and you good little slaves had better have your license, better have your permits, or if we catch you out on the roads, we'll just blow your ass away. And by the way, I watched the video. I encourage people to see the video. If it doesn't infuriate you, there's something wrong. They executed this young boy, they, they, uh, young man. They fired a dozen rounds into that vehicle from three different sides of the car. And then they hauled his body out, pitched it on the ground, rolled him over and handcuffed his dead, bullet-riddled corpse and uh, didn't even check his pulse. I guess they knew damn well he was dead. So they made an example out of him in no uncertain terms. But uh, what what actually struck me first was the Daily Mail piece, and it was absolutely disgusting. They had a little section in here, and uh, you've already alluded to it. What is a sovereign citizen? Conspiracy theorists who do not believe in the rule of law. That is a bald-faced, absolute lie. They believe that there is law, and that the point of law is to do exactly the opposite of what's being done in the absence of it. Yeshua says lawlessness will abound, and the love of many grows cold. That's what we're seeing. So I guess uh, there are a number of things about this. Well, one of them, and uh, I'll admit that um, I think it's a it's a sad thing. Uh, this young man was essentially made an example of, uh, and I'll tell people the the place to argue constitutional theory is not when you're surrounded by guys holding bullets to your head, holding guns to your head, and who are literally itching to kill you because they've been drinking the Southern Poverty Law Center Kool Aid. 
So I will contend, yeah, the plate and the fact that they had aware, they were made aware of this, they were trained, this guy's dangerous, he's probably armed, they were, they were hair trigger waiting for this, and they found it. Now, let me say a couple other things. Uh, George Floyd, he's got nothing on, on this fellow named, um, Allen, uh, Chase Allen. Uh, literally, um, George Floyd, we've got the video, but he wasn't executed nearly as brutally or as effectively as they did Chase Allen. I want to mention one thing from the the audio tape. If you uh, if you can uh, if you see it, you can't hear most of his responses, but you can hear what the uh, the cop, who's basically I'm only following orders, he says to this this young man, uh, "We can have a conversation about the laws that you have broken." Notice the opinion here? Okay, you've broken the law. Now, the young man is saying, no, I didn't, and here's why. Well, that's not the place to argue it. But what struck me as I was listening to the conversation is this cop says, we can have a conversation about the laws you have broken. He didn't say it, but it's true. Or you'll be dead in less than two minutes. And he was. And that is the bottom line here, David. Uh, And I think that the message has been sent, and what is being done is a clear attempt to say, we don't give a damn about your rights, your God, your your freedom to keep and bear arms, to be free of illegal search and seizure, to petition the government, ha-ha, for a redress of grievances. We'll hide the video, throw your ass in the jails, and then kill your kids and your dog, too. This is a this is a an escalation, the likes of which we really haven't seen before. Although, I guess you could say... uh, Putting a bioweapon in, in people and executing their kids and, and cutting off their genitalia, that's another form of an escalation. But now we're seeing it on every front. Go ahead. Well, and as we've talked about before, as I will say again, these people, and when I say these people, I'm talking about Bill Gates and uh, Anthony Fauci and and George Soros and, and names that had we mentioned them, a decade ago or 15 years ago, we were conspiracy theorists. And so the nation was being blacklighted. And you people were afraid of people like me when we were out there waving, waving the flag of truth. But because they had so much control of the narrative, all they had to do was label us to marginalize us and to, and set aside. And so they, they quieted our voices because they created fear in you of uh, people like us. Now, guess what? All of the people that are listening to the show, you are now us. And so we are now one. They, okay. And so what our reaction, okay, we actually <laughs> check this out. You know, I'm going to mention Lavoy Finnegan. And I'm going to mention, you know, the, the Waco, uh, David Koresh and the fiasco that went on down there and Ruby Ridge and what happened up there. You know, we've been facing this situation where we weren't quite sure what to do. And so we took individual stands where we could. But now here we've got a situation again. This is like another Waco or like a Ruby Ridge. A guy gets murdered by cops in his car. What do we do? Okay, the question comes up. What do we do? Well, you know what they want us to do? They want us to go to war with them. We can't play into their hands because if we do, we're giving them exactly what they want. They want civil war. They want insurrection because as long as they're having control of the illusion of power, 
and they have these cops under their hypnosis, it's a really dangerous place out there to take a stand for truth. And yet we have to. So they're putting us in this really weird catch-22. Because if we've got a duty to confront them, because the law requires that we do, but then if we do, then they destroy us because that's what they need. So now we've got to be, we've got to be very careful in how we respond to a circumstance like this. Right. The we game can't is called just Heads. Not re- go ahead. Go the go the ahead, game Mark. is called Heads I Win, Tails You Lose. And you've described it pretty well. In other words, it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. You don't have any rights, but ha ha, if you dare to even so much as put a license plate that's not a real license plate because it doesn't have the license fees and it doesn't indicate that you're a little slave to the state, if you dare to not play along, we'll use that as an excuse to execute you. So either you end up in the gulag because you don't uh, respond peacefully, or if we so much as think you might not respond peacefully, we'll preemptively execute you. And by the way, look at the training materials. Look at what the FBI has been pushing for years. They are, they are preparing the American people to say anybody that still believes we have a constitution is a domestic terrorist, a DVE. They got, they got letters and names and, and, um, Terminology, sovereign citizen. You know, David, I don't know very many people. I know a lot of people. Uh, we've, we have a number of friends who have been involved in the freedom movement as libertarians and as constitutionalists, and we might disagree about how the uh, how we got here. Uh, and I respect all kinds of opinions on that score. But one thing is true. All of these people share a love of their country and a love of the rule of law, and they recognize something's horribly wrong, and they're working to try to fix it. Now, the problem is... They're also working, the, the bad people who've gotten away with it, are working to execute them. So um, I, I would choose personally not to use the term sovereign citizen. I want to make clear, I believe there's one sovereign. His name is Yahuwah Yodhe and that ain't me, and it sure as hell not Joe Biden, or anybody that's acting in behalf of a uh, an anti uh well, an anti-Christ, an anti-Mashiach, something antithetical to the rule of law that we had and to the God of the Bible who gave us life and gave us liberty. Go ahead. The, the idea uh, – this is the one that used to trigger me quite a bit. I got accused of being anti-government, and I used to laugh at that because I am the last person on the earth that is anti-government. What I'm, I, I, I've been a member of the counterinsurgency movement for decades. The, the insurgency occurred a long time ago. And, you know, I don't want to go into all of the particulars of how, how it occurred, but yeah. So, now I'm going to go right to a root. You, you said that there's one sovereign in the universe. In America, the, the people who are members of the body, uh, the so-called church, you know, what we, the ecclesia, uh, not the organized, institutionalized version that has been, that has encroached into and is impersonating the church, okay, not that thing, but the people whose hearts and minds, uh, you know, are really desiring to be one with truth in our Father, okay, those people. Those are members of the body of Christ with Yeshua, who is the head of the body. Inside that body, the people are co-sovereigns with the body, inside the body. This foundational principle is the foundation of the law in America. The people are sovereign because of their oneness with the 
creator. One nation under God. Where did that come from? One nation under God. Well, it's because the, 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 the principle is, is we can only be free to the degree that we are one body of people who understand that the oneness with the creator is what gives us our co-sovereignty with the creator. And inside that idea, America is exceptional. That is the exceptional idea. But that idea is, was, has been marginalized as radical because that idea destroys their, uh, their, their uh, censorship industrial complex, their medical industrial complex, their military. And it destroys all of the instrumentalities of, of governments on this planet that have elevated the love of money to the position of God while simultaneously mocking and, and ridiculing and gaslighting anyone to actually believe that there is a God and that America is actually founded on this principle. That is the principle within which we have to live in order to be free. And so these cops were so terrified of someone actually being free and exercising their freedom, they murdered the guy. And you know what? It wouldn't surprise me a bit if this was intentional, that they've been waiting for an opportunity like this because they need the militia of America, the militia people, the constitutionalists, to rise up so that they're justified in putting us back down, Mark. Go ahead. Well, uh, so, uh, you know, I've watched the video several times at this point, and uh, I, um, what I see, honestly, is a cop who has been mistrained and who basically has been set up to believe that uh, this guy is probably dangerous because he believes things that the cop doesn't understand and, quite frankly, doesn't know about. He says, oh, I know about this. Uh, I, to my mind, one of the most telling pieces was when the fellow is browbeaten to the point, uh, Chase Allen. He finally says, okay, and he hands over a pass. Passport. And then he he says, is this you? And the guy gives a technical response, which honestly um, was, a, was, a, was a mistake. And he says, well, no, that's a passport. That's not me. That's a piece of plastic. And oh, so then you're admitting this is a fraud. And then he says, get out of the car. Basically, at this point, he's under arrest. And at that point, the fellow in the car knows the jig is up. Hey, he does have a pistol, and they may just very well execute me for having the pistol. They're already primed this direction. I think perhaps, uh, David, you could argue that when somebody is this close to death, they may have some uh, understanding of what's coming, and I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't doubt that either. But regardless, the, um, the die was cast from the moment that this confrontation began, and it looks like you're right. At the very least, they were primed to go out and find these license plates. And like I said, uh, this family was known to the local cops. They'd already had some lawsuits against the police. Uh, I'm not saying that I believe these individual cops were were there and were saying, ha, ha, we're going to kill this kid. But I do believe that they had been primed and they were uh, they were trained, if you will. I don't even like that term. Uh, they had been trained to do exactly what they ended up doing. And it worked out just as those who were pulling the cop's strings seem to have intended. Go ahead. I live in a, I live in a part of the world, and I realize we're getting close to the end of the show. I live in a part of the world where they, they know me. They know me. If I get back on the road with that license, they know me. When they, when they pull up behind me, they know me. No, the locals knew this guy. 
And they knew his family. And he was on their person of special interest list that comes up when they pull somebody like me or him over. I agree. And so though they got a whole dossier on this guy. All right, so they knew exactly who they were pulling over here. They knew exactly. And you know what? They know exactly who I am when they pull me over, okay? Because we're not hidden. So, no, when you get, this is a local thing, and like you said, there's lawsuits going on inside the family, and I don't know what these lawsuits were about, but you know, they probably had something to do with, you know, rights and limitations on the power of government. Oh my God! Who does that? Well, I'll tell you who does that. Someone that believes in the principles of constitutional law, which is what this gentleman was, was defending and championing by exercising his freedom. And he was creating an opportunity to give himself standing to speak to those issues. If we just go along to get along, we don't have standing to challenge. It's the controversy that creates the standing that gives us the voice that, that we are otherwise deprived. All right. Well, I guess the moral of the story is pay attention, folks. Be aware because things are escalating and all kinds of things are coming. Hey, thanks, David. Goodbye, folks. Who's about to take your name?